Welcome everyone to another episode of The Working Experience. It's story time, or what we would like to call here at The Working Experience, shorts or shorties, where we discuss topics, uh, thoughts, very, very short, brief interludes into the working experience, narrated by either myself or Maddie Kay. Enjoy. The Working Experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleep. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, Yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? Man, HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was flipping his toenails at his desk. I can't take it Hey everybody, this is Maddie Kay. Welcome to uh, this short edition of the Working Experience Podcast, one of my little solo missions that I do here. Um, today I was going to touch on the top 10 most annoying things that co-workers do. Uh, we're all kind of locked in this environment together. Sometimes it can feel like a steel cage deathmatch. Uh, Low-grade intensity, though. And, you know, if, if you've been working with somebody for a few years and you sit four or five feet from them, every little thing they do can start to wear on you. And, and some of them are not so little. And some people are just kind of clueless socially. You know, they don't really understand, like, if someone stands behind me and kind of hovers over me, that bothers me, you know, especially like if our interaction has ended, like they've asked me a question, I've answered it. Maybe they've asked me another question, I've answered it. Then we're done. Like, don't stand there because I can hear you breathing. And it's just like, yeah, all right. What, like, what else do you want? I can feel my chest tightening. I worked with a guy who uh, I'll call Bob. This was several years ago. Bob was a, he was an older gentleman. I think I was probably 26. This is like 20 years ago. And Bob was probably in his late fifties, early sixties. It was really hard to figure. And he, he was just kind of a gross old man. He had nasty fingernails. His dental hygiene wasn't so great. His overall hygiene. I mean, he just kind of smelled. He wore the same tie every day. And it was, he just exuded this kind of, I don't know if patheticness is the right word, because it was kind of contrived. I I thought sometimes that his whole strange personality was this very elaborate ruse that he was pulling. Um, But I don't know, like, almost like he was a CIA agent and he was just posing as this kind of a bit of a broken, not even an old man. I mean, he wasn't, I don't think, much past middle age, but, man, he was just a very, very strange guy. And he would sometimes stand there in the doorway to my my room, sort of staring at me. He would ask me some inane question and then just kind of stand there. 
And he had this habit of, I don't know if he just did it to me. He would come in and like put his hand on the small of my back before he said anything. So I wouldn't realize it was him. And then I would like turn, look over my shoulder and there was Bob. And I'm kind of like, guy, just keep your hands to yourself, please. Like, I don't want your gross old man hands on me. Like, this is not a way to approach somebody, male, female, or whatever. You know, just keep your hands to yourself. Um, I mean, we all have little peccadillos, and I, I probably do things that really annoy my coworkers too, and I'm not really aware of them. Uh, but that's kind of life, isn't it? We're usually, usually not aware of what we do. We're just aware of what other people are doing. Um, so here's some things uh, that I, I compiled doing some research. Uh, these are things people most frequently complain about, and they're not in any particular order. But number one on the list was coming to work sick, especially now, coronavirus. I mean, all of us are on quarantine. My job is shut down for the next two weeks, uh, which means I have much more time to be doing these little podcasts. Uh, so that's obviously taken on a lot newer dimensions, but, you know, I guess people coming to work coughing and sneezing everywhere. And I know sometimes people like to play the hero, you know, they're dragging themselves in, even though they're really sick, but you're going to get everybody else sick too. And, you know, for me being sick is not a pleasurable experience. For some people it is, they like it. They like being able to lie on the couch for three or four days and, and suffer and let everybody else know they're suffering. Uh, so, you know, if you're sick, if you're legitimately sick, runny nose, coughing, sneezing, maybe, maybe stay home for a couple of days. Don't drag yourself in. Ha uh, number two, which I'm not that familiar with, is asking highly personal or offensive questions. I guess that might be like, gee, did you and your husband get a divorce? Or, oh, did your wife leave you? Or, or why did your wife leave you? Can you, uh, you know... Tell us all about that. I, I think that would be great to do at the lunch table when there's like five or six other people there. Hey, Ted, how come your wife left you? What, couldn't cut it in the bedroom or not making enough money? Would she meet somebody else, you know? I mean, I know people, a couple of people I work with who do kind of have that sort of oblivious personality and, and they wouldn't ask it out of malice. They might just uh, say it. And, and be genuinely curious. I, I do recall a coworker um, had lost a, a lot of weight, a significant amount of weight. And another coworker, some people were talking about it. Someone said, oh, did you see so-and-so? She lost a lot of weight. And this other person said, yeah, but she's just going to put it all back on again. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, why? Why would you say something like that? And, and someone was like, hey, geez, you know, and the woman who said it was like, what? That's what happened before. And it's like, okay, but do you need to say that? I mean, just somebody was trying to pay her a compliment. I mean, she wasn't there. She wasn't in the room. But so, yeah, people do have a habit of sometimes blurting things out. Uh, loud talking. Yeah. I mean, a lot of places have open floor plans, you know, the cubicles and all that, which I'm sure sounded like a wonderful idea at the time. Like you weren't going to be trapped in this four-walled space but uh yeah you're all out there together and if somebody just is yapping away as some people tend to do um it can get annoying uh a close cousin of that would be having poor personal hygiene 
I am sure everyone has encountered, and I hope it's not me, I, I hope I've kept my personal hygiene uh, up to snuff. I'm not going to say it's 100%. I'm not going to say I score 10 out of 10 every day. But, you know, I, I try to keep an eye on things. But certainly, um, I've heard the stories. Uh, a friend of mine worked at a place, and someone's feet just stank. And she would take her shoes off after lunch, and it was, ugh. And nobody could say anything. Nobody could go to HR. And, you know, I, I assume anybody in HR was going to be like, look, I'm, there's no way I'm saying anything to her about <laughs> the smell of her feet. I, I You know, you just got to put up with it, I guess, sometimes. Uh, there was a story I heard way back when I first started doing this podcast, when John and I first started doing it. Uh, a friend of mine, a co-worker, would go into the break room and take his shoes and socks off and put his feet up on the sink, on the edge of the sink. He was a very tall guy, and he would clip his toenails into the sink. I mean, that would inspire me to violence. If I saw him with one foot up on the sink, I would want to kick his other foot out from under him and just watch him crash onto the ground. I think I would be fully justified. That is an aggressive disgusting move and it would it would call for retaliation I, I, I mean I would have to think I would hope HR could see my point or anybody else's point if they physically assaulted this guy uh, passing blame I'm sure we've all had the fingers pointed at us we may have done it you know I, I mean it's kind of natural to be like ooh that wasn't my responsibility Stacy was supposed to take care of that or I thought Chuck was completing the Chicago project. I mean, people don't want to get, you know, in trouble at work. They don't want to lose their jobs. Sometimes it's the fight or flight instinct. You know, we uh, we don't want to have our head on the chopping block. Um, but you got to be careful with that. You pull that too many times and uh, people catch on. Frequent interrupting. I can imagine this, again, this open office plan where, you know, somebody else has nothing to do and they're coming around just sort of wanting to chit-chat about their weekend or their kids or complain or, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, okay, you know, which leads us into number seven, not knowing when to go away. Like, look, the conversation is concluded. I really don't want to hear any more about this. I've got work to do. I guess sometimes you just have to be rude. You have to be like, look, I, I, I really need to finish this. I really need to concentrate. Um, sometimes at my job, I mean, I've had to say to people, look, during this time, I'm doing this. Do not come to my room and bug me like, or ask me for things. I can't do it right then. Like, I can't find that document you want because I'm doing this. Like, pick your times. And these are adults that I've had to... I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't really have a confrontational personality. I've not said this outright, but I've tried to make it clear. Like when I am doing my thing, don't interrupt because it's hard to get interrupted and then come back. Uh, complaining. Again, this goes with, uh, you know, loud talking, interrupting and not knowing when to go away. People complain all the time. We have a podcast we're going to do about complaining. Complaining has effects on your health. It affects your personal relationships. It affects your professional relationships. 
you know, people don't want to, it, it just gets exhausting. It is emotionally, physically, spiritually exhausting to listen to someone complain all the time. You know, it's like, look, if you don't like this job or whatever, go get another one. You know, just stop. And, and if you can't go get another one, just accept things the way they are now. Do your best at it, but just stop. I mean, is there a time and a place to legitimately complain about something? Absolutely. But griping, and we all know the difference. There's no point to it. There's no purpose to it except I'm going to gripe and I, I want everyone else to hear me. And, you know, the other thing is that gets back to the higher ups, that gets back to your manager or boss or whoever. You know, it's kind of like, what's your problem? And if you're complaining about your boss, you have to be very careful who you're complaining to. Um, you know, the wrong person is going to use that. And uh, a lot of people have no compunction about doing that. So, you know, again... Uh, it's also like if you complain all the time, then when you have a legitimate complaint, no one's going to listen to it. You know, it's just like, oh, so-and-so's griping again. Like, you gripe about everything. Why should this be any different? So be mindful of that. And I need to be mindful of that, too. Uh, the kiss ass. I mean, for me, that's a time-honored tradition for getting by at work because we all know Maddie K didn't like to work too hard. But you got to be careful, you know, you don't want to be, um, you can't be overboard about it because then people just hate your guts and any wide awake superior boss is going to pick up on it. I mean, let's face it. Some people love having their asses kissed. They thrive on it, but it can backfire. It can backfire, especially, you know, if. That's how you get promotions and things like that. Other people see you, you know, kind of stepping on toes. Because a lot of times with ass kissing comes backstabbing, <clears throat> telling stuff about other employees, your coworkers, and, you know, that can come back to bite you. And my last one here, I love, I dearly love, it's kind of what started this podcast Stealing food from the office fridge. <laughs> I mean, that's just a time-honored tradition, isn't it? I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever encountered anybody who didn't have some kind of story about that in their place of work. People tampering with food. Um, I mean, outright just stealing a sandwich or using up you know, like the last of the creamer and not replacing it. Or, you know, for me, this one guy, I mean, he wasn't exactly stealing food, but there was some uh, pizzas left over in the break room. I went down to grab a slice. This guy's packing up the last three. And I'm like, bro, come on, like leave one. I mean, I know somebody has to take the last one. I get it. But the last three, that, that wasn't right. And I... Again, I didn't say anything to him, but I've always, I mean, I like the guy and everything, but I've always vaguely held it against him. Um, if you have any more of these uh, t these annoying things that coworkers do, please feel free to email us and uh, let us know. I'd love to hear about them. I'd love to add them to the list. Hopefully this isn't you. Hopefully it's not me, although it probably is. I, I'm probably guilty of like three things. 
on this list. I, I have to confess, I know I've stolen food. <laughs> I mean, I know I've like taken something that I didn't know who it belonged to. It seemed kind of communal, but I wasn't really sure. So maybe it wasn't technically theft. I could probably get a lawyer and, you know, get out of it. But uh, I know I'm guilty of a few things here. But I, I try my best to not be guilty of too many of them. All right, guys, have a uh, have a great week. Be careful with this coronavirus. If you're uh, if if they're telling you to stay home, try and make the most of it. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.